listening to the Marketing Happy Hour podcast, where we discuss career and industry insights with our peers in marketing. We're here to talk about it all, like the ups and downs of working in social media, how to build authentic relationships in the influencer and PR space, managing a nine to five and a side hustle at the same time, how to be productive in your life and career without losing your sanity, and more. Ultimately, we're here to build a community with you because we're all trying to navigate the world of marketing together. Are you ready? Grab your favorite drink and join your hosts, Cassie and Erica, for this week's episode. Marketing Happy Hour listeners, welcome back to another week of the show. We're so glad that you're here, and we can't wait to introduce you to our new friend, Rachel B. Lee, a fearless marketer with experience at Microsoft and Gartner, among many other notable companies, now co-owner and CMO of Standout Authority, an agency that helps executives, business owners, and professionals define their personal brand, create influence through content, and build human connections online through the power of our favorite social platform, LinkedIn. In this episode, you'll learn Rachel's top tips for building a personal brand, how to display that personal brand once you've built it, and how to utilize those displays to advance your career. Go grab your favorite drink and listen in. Rachel, we are so excited to have you on Marketing Happy Hour. Welcome to the show. How are you doing today? Thanks for having me, ladies. I'm doing great. I've never been in a threesome lady boss podcast <laughs> video interview. So I am really, really pumped about this. Oh my gosh. Well, we are honored to be your first uh, triple threat podcast episode. So thanks. Uh, thanks for being here. But of course, we have to ask a very important question before we get started with today's discussion. Rachel, what is in your glass this afternoon? Water and coffee. I love it. Bottle of water, always coffee on the side. Yes. (laughs) That's that's always great. We love a good coffee water combo. I'm also double fisting as always. What else is new? Um, I have water and I have a watermelon poppy. So enjoying that right now, but yeah. What about you, Erica? I'm on the same train with the flavored soda, the healthier flavored soda. I have a United soda, strawberry, basil, strawberry, basil flavor soda, Mm -hmm. which one of our past marketing happy hour guests actually sent to us. So it's very good. I would highly recommend. Yes. Love tasty. Yes. So Rachel, just diving in here. We're so excited that you're here and we'd just like to learn a little bit about your past experience. You have over a decade of marketing experience under your belt, which is wild and awesome. So we'd love to just hear a little behind the scenes of your career journey prior to joining Standout Authority. Yeah. Do you know, it's actually like more, almost like over 15 years, which just oh, like makes God. me feel I'm 35. And like, you know, I was just like filling out this little survey and, you know, when you fill out the f- survey, it's like, there's a 25 to 34 <laughs> bracket. And then you hit the 35. I was like, shit, man, I'm in the next bracket. Like that sucks. No, I don't. I mean, it, it did suck for a second, but I'm very, very happy to be 35 because I have a lot of wisdom and experiences, not only as a marketer um, and a businesswoman, but as um, a stepmother, a wife, brother, you know, sister, 
friend and all those things, you know, just being a, a community, a woman of the community. I, I grew up in LA. Um, I'm a person, I, I'm your branding lady boss, you know, that's like my way of branding myself, but really my, my career journey is one of people. And I've always been a person that's gravitated towards other people and building real human connections. And my way in which I've done that in the business world is through marketing because marketing is both business and creativity. And to be a great marketer is to be really a great people person and to understand the psychology behind people. Um, yeah. So that's why I've always, uh, again, business, business, my family, and then always business and then marketing. Um, worked at a marketing agency for a while uh, called Walton Isaacson. I worked on brands like Axe, Dove, and things like, uh, you know, really cool CPG brands. I came to Austin originally where I am now to get my MBA at the University of Texas, um, Austin McComb School of Business. Any Longhorns that listen, hook them. <laughs> And I did my undergrad, um, I hate, you know, I did my undergrad at University of Wisconsin-Madison. So go Badgers. I like to give my pride to yeah. both schools and my Midwest and my South. Um, <laughs> so my MBA for me was a really transformational journey. Everyone goes on a different journey. Uh, for me, that was my bridge to go from agency into corporate. And I really wanted to be on the corporate side, brand, big brand side of marketing and see from that very high, high 20,000 foot view of what a brand is delivering in that message. And then all the pieces that go into really creating a brand. And I was really fortunate to um, make that transition, not only to corporate brand side, but into tech. So I was at Microsoft for several years on the Microsoft partner network side which was really cool. Not what I was expecting coming from more CPG because um, it really led me into the world of B2B and software and channel marketing and things that are not perceived as cool and sexy. But the reality is that technology and B2B is actually the driving force of our economy, right? That's, that's every company is a tech company now. And if you're not, and you're probably going to be out gone soon. Mm -hmm. Um, so, so that was really amazing to be at Microsoft. And I was at Gartner, another multi-billion dollar company research and consulting. And I managed a brand called software advice and, you know, ladies, I, um, really am one of being an employee, right. You know, working for great people and great brands. And I always had that feeling that knowing inside my gut, I always had entrepreneurial spirit. I always knew that I'm either going to be like CMO of a company, a big, big company, or do my own thing. And my husband, Joshua B. Lee, the dopamine dealer of LinkedIn, total natural born entrepreneur, standout authority is his 16th business that he originally founded in 2014, but started to heavily focus on it in 2017. Um, so during the great resignation and, and so many changes happening, I just took that leap and I was kind of myself feeling done with corporate and, and I felt like I couldn't share my voice and really bring to the world what I wanted to bring. And with my husband's encouragement and a lot of just like us figuring out how two people can be a business together, um, you know, in 2021, I left Gartner and joined Stand Out Authority. And wow. that's, that's a... I guess I'm coming up on my two years, entrepreneur, business awesome. owner, and it's awesome. 
So cool. That's amazing. So I'm curious too, you kind of did this whole agency to corporate to more of the entrepreneurship space. What do you feel your experience at some of those larger brands has offered to you in the, in the entrepreneurship space, helping your husband build a, a business, um, that you two are now managing. What has that experience been like for you? You know, I, I don't really, for me, I don't see a better path I could have taken to get to where I am today. Um, working for another brand, working for another person, working at a company, whether that company is 10 people or hundreds of thousands of people like Microsoft, um, allows you to learn from the people that know it best. And I'm really fortunate that I've worked at amazing companies. I've worked for amazing managers and I've seen how great brands are created. I was mentored and worked alongside the brand director of Microsoft who led the entire transformation of the Microsoft brand with Satya Nadella and, and all of the, you know, refreshing that Microsoft has done since Satya came on board. So, um, those experiences, you just, when you're an entrepreneur straight off the bat, let's say you, you don't have that. So you have to work harder to learn those yourself the hard way, really make sure that you have amazing mentors and advisors to help you through. So for me, having that 10 years plus, cause I was doing stuff before that. My, my dad owns a business. My grandfather started their first business management company. Like I've been around this really, really helped me, um, understand the discipline and the principles of business and marketing so that when it was time to, to make the leap, I, I wasn't worried about, do I have the skills to do this? I know I'm talented. I know I have the skills. It was get past the fear, be courageous and take the chance on that. And more like the money worries and those things, not that I'm not good enough. Love it. Absolutely. Well, speaking of standout authority, I want to talk a little bit more about what you guys do. And one of the core components is just building personal brands and establishing those brands. So based off of your experience working with standout authority, what would you say are some of your top tips for building a personal brand, something that someone can take listening today and apply to the brand that they're building personally for themselves? Yeah. So I think I want to actually back out of the question first, which there's a lot of questions. There's a few common questions that I get. So one, what is the difference between a company brand and a personal brand? I think that a lot of people don't fully understand what a personal brand means and doesn't understand what it means in the context that we believe in at seeing out authority. So one, uh, you know, we were just talking about, you know, Microsoft and Gartner and these big brands that I've worked on. When you think about a company brand, um, the, the mission, the vision, the features and benefits that that product or service delivers is the brand. That is the DNA. When we talk about a value proposition that a company creates, you know, it's who's your audience, what industry you're in, what are you creating and serving and why, and how do you do that, right? And so you have your proof points of really serving what you do. 
So that's a company brand, right? And and the people, your employees are getting behind that mission and vision to deliver it. When we're talking about our personal brand, there's no company behind that. It's you. So similarly to how I build a company brand's value proposition in terms of what are the features and benefits who do you serve? Why do you do it? Same principles, but how do you apply that to yourself and to your life and into the legacy you want to leave? So first things first, what is a personal brand? A personal brand is two parts. If I ask you, what do you think a personal brand is first? Give me your answers. Yeah, I think it is how you present yourself to the world and what you want to be known for and who you want to serve. And just like having that all laid out and, and, you know, not necessarily scripted, but you kind of like know who you are and know where you're coming from to then serve others. That's how I look at it at least. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of similarly who you are, what you do and, and how you serve, but it's under the umbrella of you being the face of that and you creating that human to human connection with someone versus a company creating that connection to the human. Yeah. hundred percent, both correct. And the way that I simplify this is saying it's two parts, how others see you, but you both talked about that. How, how are people perceiving me? What is my reputation? Which is actually what most people think about. If I were in front of a workshop or speaking publicly, and I asked that question, most people will raise their hand and say, it's what other people think about me. People say the Jeff Bezos quote, you know, it's what other people say about you when you're not in the room. Um, and that's very true. It is true. Like that is half of the equation and it's very important. That's what branding is essentially, right? <laughs> How do people experience you? How do people experience your company? The other side that makes it different than a company though, personal brand is what y'all are talking about, which is me. It's about me. It's not about that company. It's how I see myself. What do I want to create in this world? And so that part is what some will say is an inside job, right? You've probably heard that. And that's what's a really interesting thing that's happening right now, ladies, is that the time period that we're really fortunate to be in right now is a great awakening of the spirit for many people, all of us. And now people are saying, wait a minute, like, I don't want to work all the time, right? Like, I want to work for a company that actually does, I want them to pay me well, don't get me wrong, and I need good benefits, but I also want you to care about my mental health. And I also want you to do good for the world yeah. because I care about those things. And so we're really in this era, which LinkedIn calls it the human era. What I think is we're in the personal branding era. Yeah. You know, because we're in this time where it actually really matters what me as an individual wants and I'm actually okay taking a stand for what I want, even if you don't agree. And that is what building a personal brand is about. So when you say it's who I am, that question, who am I, is, is a really 
physio, uh, you know, psychological, intellectual conversation that quite frankly, when I have this conversation with the students at UT who are 21 years old, 20 years old, they're <laughs> like, I'm partying, you know, I don't know. Like I'm trying to get a job. Right. Yeah. Like, the, the, but at 35, or really, I started to think about this a lot in the MBA. So 28, when I was 30, you really start to think about like, I actually care about my life and I don't just want to work for a company. Of course, each generation, and I'm just going to keep yapping. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> all there, We have multiple generations in the workforce right now, the most ever. So each generation, you know, Gen X, Gen Z, millennial, my 10 year old uh, stepdaughter, almost 11. She's Gen Alpha, not in the workforce yet. Each generation actually has a quite a different um, feeling on what a personal brand and what it means to be in the workforce, which is why it's such an interesting time. So when you're thinking about your personal brand, I'm going to get back to your question. So it's so important that we really lay that foundation and why it's so important. Because when people hear personal brand, they think like, what brand? Like, I, I think I should care, but they don't understand the essence of it. You want to control your narrative. We live in a social media driven world, whether you own your own company or you work for somebody else, they're checking you out. It's not just the conversations you're having inside the meeting. It's what you're posting on social media. It's how you're showing up for the event. It's how you're going to your friend's party, going to the kids softball game, which I'm going to tonight, all of it. So things that you need to think about is what is the narrative that you want people to have? <laughs> And I like to say, you know, we believe at Standout Authority, like, it's okay people hate you, and it's great if they love you, but it's okay if people hate you, because I would rather my brand repel the people that I don't want to be in my audience than to attract a whole bunch of people that aren't going to take action on who I am and who I be. Absolutely. Yeah. Right? So when you're defining your personal brand, I want you to think about four key things. One, what are your skills? What are your hard skills? I want you to think about, you go text 10 of your friends or email or whatever, say, what do you think my superpower is? What do you think it is? For me, marketing, communications, branding, hard skills, hard skills. Don't tell me you're resilient. Great. Love it. It's a great adjective to describe you. However, that's not actually going to get somebody to hire you or buy from you. So this is where that going back to the traditional marketing and really understanding how to, to people experience you and actually purchase, you have to think in that mindset with your personal brand too. People really struggle with this because they're like, I don't know what I'm good with. And guess what? You know who struggles with it the most? Ladies. Mm-hmm. Whenever I talk to, I talk a lot of women in cloud, women in this, that, I mean, all the women struggle. So what are your skills? Because that's really the foundation for why people should work with you or hire you. Two, who's your audience? So who can relate uniquely to your background and your experience? You don't want everybody to like you. You want certain people to be like, oh my God, I get you. There's a reason why I post about Clueless and I do references to 90s things because those are the things that I care about. Like I agitate with my content with what actually makes me me. And I'm cool if you don't like it. 
I talk about Harry and Meghan. I just did a post with me in the middle. It went really good. It's called impressions, <laughs> you know? So you want to agitate because you know what your audience will like or not like. Three, your differentiation. The most important piece of branding and marketing today is differentiation. You do not want to be like everybody else. And hey, guess what? You're, you might be one of one, but there's not one female marketer who's a millennial, who's, you know, married. Like there's a lot of us. So there's gotta be a reason people wanna come to Rachel B. Lee. And when I talk about differentiation from a personal brand, I want this to be things that are credible, credibility. You want to build your credibility and trust with people through your differentiation. So like there's a little, I talk a lot about this too, if you read my content, a lot of smoke and mirrors right now. I'm really tired of a lot of the BS out there and a lot of fake shit. So for me, when you build a, a personal brand, things like having two degrees, like I have things like working for fortune 100 companies. These things, being a guest lecturer, are fact. They are who I am. They yeah. differentiate me and they give me credibility. Also things like how many languages you speak. Are you uh, first generation? Um, oh God, I hear amazing stories. I, there's incredible stories I hear from people and they just have no idea. You know, I've worked with people that have, um, you know, certain disabilities um, that you can't see, right? Uh, there's just so many things that we don't talk about that are part of our differentiation, not to mention like our color of our skin or religious, like all these things. And then last but not least, number four is your passion. So unlike a company brand, when we're building our value proposition, the passion is really that mission and vision of that company. Your passion's your passion. This is what brings you energy and excitement. This is what's going to keep you going. And the real magic ladies, and we actually have a session, we have an event coming up in April, 2023, whenever you're listening, you might've passed it or whatever, talking about employee advocacy and how personal branding is really the heart of that. And to me, the big missing piece for companies right now is that people don't have their passion linked with the company. The real magic and opportunities, <clears throat> employers, managers, is for you to understand what your people's personal brand is, AKA who are they? What do they want out of their life? What are they good at? And you to find a way in your company to fuel that passion. Yeah. That, that is where the magic comes. That's where you get advocacy. Those four key elements, you map that out and you build your uh, value proposition. Then you can make stuff like your bios and headlines and all that good stuff. So good. Oh my gosh. That's so good. I can see Cassie's like jotting down so many notes. I have my little scribbles here as well. I feel yeah. like we could listen to you talk about this all day long. I feel like we're in school. Um, but how do you then like taking all of these different, you know, skills, audience, differentiation, passion, how do you recommend displaying that? Is it through platforms like LinkedIn? Should you have a website? You know, how do you display your personal brand once you nail down those four key areas? Got to have a LinkedIn profile. Yes. You know, I'm going to say that, right? <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, it's shocking to me that I'm still, you know, but then again, staying out authority, there's a reason why our business is doing well and people keep coming to us and amazing people's because nobody still is getting that LinkedIn is the place 
for business conversation, business professionals. This is where the decision makers are. This is where the magic's happening and it's happening with great SEO value and it's not based on advertising like Instagram and Facebook and TikTok. <laughs> Let's yes. not even get into the fact that TikTok's probably going to be freaking banned from this country. Oh my goodness. <laughs> which we won't even go there, ladies. We're not going to have a conversation on that. But what's not going to go away is LinkedIn because LinkedIn is owned by most people don't know. Actually, it was when I was there in 2017. I got, I started officially in 2016, 2017. The acquisition finally went through and I immediately was like, oh, I don't want to be involved with the LinkedIn people. What is going on? This is such a big opportunity. So I worked with a lot with the LinkedIn folks um, and nobody understands that because Microsoft is what? Number three in the world, like for market cap could be two by now. Mm -hmm. You got your Google, like, just think about yeah. that. Think wow. about the magnitude in terms of power. When people are talking AI, I'm like, you guys, Microsoft's really, <laughs> this is like old news. <laughs> and Microsoft just spent was it 10 billion, 100? Sorry, I don't know the exact number, right? On ChatGPT, <laughs> mm -hmm. which is, um, you know, already in the new big. Okay. Yeah. Which is also going to be, um, by the way, they're creating a whole intersection of that on LinkedIn. So yeah. you're going to be able to create LinkedIn posts with yep. the Bing AI and chat. So back to, you know, hello, first place <laughs> first. Like you can't, you have to have a LinkedIn profile and um, you could put in your show notes. I have this little LinkedIn headline analyzer. It's really cool. easy. Um, I'll give you that link, but it's just a quick three questions to help you kind of take the four piece, the four steps that we went through and then write your LinkedIn headline and your headline is, you know, the most basic is I help X. Who are you helping? Who are you supporting? Who's that audience? I'm helping organizations. I'm helping charities. I'm helping entrepreneurs, female entrepreneurs. Who are you helping? Who are you supporting? Maybe you don't want to use the word helping. That's okay. I'm transforming. I'm coaching. I'm training, whatever it is for you. But I help X. Who's that audience? Do Y. What are you helping them do? What is your product or service? What? And this goes back to the skills, right? This is why we did that work. What is it that you do? You want that to think about that in a keyword kind of way because LinkedIn is 100% optimized for SEO. So you want your profile to signal to the search gods who you are. I help X do Y so they achieve Z. What is the outcome? What's the benefit? People forget that outcome and benefit. Everyone stops at the what they do. Yeah. And I need to know what you do. I do because a lot of people get stuck there too. Like, what the heck am I doing? Like, what am I good at? What am I doing? But you also have to have the outcome because what do we know in marketing? People buy from pain points and benefits. You need to resonate with a pain point and deliver on a benefit, not a feature. So just think about that. That's the formula. You'll drop the little quiz in the show notes. People could go check that out and do it quickly. And that could help you formulate your, the first thing first on your LinkedIn profile, that headline, which you only have 220 characters, you know, and, and fill out the about section, first person experience section, first person, everything that you put on your LinkedIn profile will help you be optimized for SEO. So when people are searching for Rachel B. Lee on the number one platform for search, Google, <laughs> when they search Rachel B. Lee, 
usually that's going to even beyond our website, standout authority linked, my LinkedIn profile will come up first or a LinkedIn article that's performed really well, or a LinkedIn post that's performed really well. Yeah. Because it's all optimized for SEO. So when people are spending all this time on TikTok and Instagram, I get it. I'm th not thinking, I'm thinking you're not thinking strategically enough about your career and where the business is happening. Totally. To get on LinkedIn. Totally, totally. And that's perfect. A perfect segue into the next question because our listeners know that LinkedIn is my personal favorite platform. And it's so funny that I couldn't think off the top of my head that it was owned by Microsoft. I feel like I should have known that right away. Sorry. Um, but we noticed that you're part of the LinkedIn creator program. We actually had Jenny from the LinkedIn team on, I think it was like our second or third season. And she was talking all about how they were starting that creator program. We would just love to hear from your perspective, your experience in that program, any positive changes that you've noticed in your business since being a part of that and you know what that's brought to you as a whole yeah I think I think number one it's really exciting that LinkedIn has put so much effort and investment in the last two years into the LinkedIn creator team in general because it wasn't a team that existed two years ago um I was actually uh my LinkedIn live last month was Xander Van Gogh he heads up a lot of the LinkedIn creator team and was part of that initial team creating the LinkedIn creator program and Xander, and we were just chatting and it's just grown, you know, their team's now nearly a hundred people. Now they have people like me. They also have the creator accelerator program, right? Which that is, um, an opportunity to get, you know, between five, 10, $15,000, about a hundred people are selected. Um, and you, you get created, you know, not only the financial benefit, but you're getting support from the LinkedIn creator team to really accelerate your brand under a specific industry. So I just think it's great overall that LinkedIn has um, made these efforts toward creators because we know that this really, it's a software platform, y'all, right? Like LinkedIn was built um, as, as a recruiting tool. Like that's how still 50, 60% of the revenue is helping job seekers and hiring managers. So like let's let's the, the the mission behind LinkedIn is to empower, you know, every member of the global workforce. Um so all that to be said, really excited about the efforts that they've been making. Being part of the LinkedIn creator program specifically, they keep they have been changing it up. We had um we do have contact to a creator manager and we stock we talk to them and we have questions, we'll email, we have kind of a few there. They've obviously been really supportive, just, just similar to you getting on a podcast. They've got come on to my LinkedIn lives, they answer questions. But I think the biggest benefit is really being the first to get access um, to new beta um, and new betas, new pro products. So when LinkedIn audio came out, there was just a few hundred of us that had audio first. There was a specific group made for it. We were giving tons of feedback, got on with the product team to give feedback on that. Uh, carousels came out not that long ago. Again, we, we got it first, uh, collaborative articles recently came out. So we're just kind of the first to get these new features. And for us, for me, Josh, for our clients, that's the best part is to yeah. really see what's coming and to be testing early and then being able to provide that feedback, um, which I do believe they have a pretty good open ear on what's working and what's not. 
I feel like we could talk so much longer, but our episode would be like five hours long, (laughs) but we are approaching the end here. And we do love to ask this question just to everybody that comes on the show to hear what they know now that they wish they knew early on in their career. What's, what would you say is your answer to that? I wish I would have known that I was good enough. Yeah. I wish I just would have not tried so hard to do what I think everybody else thinks I should do and um, just really be proud. And I think that's why personal branding for me is so important and why it's so important for me when I do talk to the 20 year olds and the younger people, um, cause they, they are good enough. You are good enough. And the second you own that and own what you are good at your strengths and just like kind of forget the rest and forget the haters, you're going to, you'd accelerate so much faster, you know? So I think that's what I tell myself. It's what I tell my stepdaughter, you know, my kids, you're, you're brilliant. You're great. Like now we just need to apply it in the right way. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Absolutely. Oh my gosh. So good. Yeah. I definitely needed this today. I'm in this journey and I've shared this with Erica a little bit personally, but just in this journey of figuring out what my brand is going to be and just evolving that. So this has been so helpful. I've written down so many notes and even just your tip a second ago that you shared, it's so simple, but it's so true. And we need to tell ourselves that more, especially the younger generation, like you're sharing that with your stepdaughter. And I think it's never too young to hear that, you know, so, um, so incredibly true. And I actually just got as a gift, uh, this intelligent change. I don't know if you guys have heard of that company, but they have these affirmation cards. So this one says I can do and accomplish anything I set my mind to. So like little small reminders, like we, we, there's not enough times that we need to hear those kinds of affirmations. So thank you for sharing that. Girl, I got like 10 at least Oracle decks. Yeah. <laughs> like I do all of it. All yeah. of it. I love and it. I have because you just need it. You need it. <laughs> yeah. Never enough. Never enough of it. Well, Rachel, this has been such a pleasure. And again, thank you for everything today. I know it's personally, like I said, it helped me a lot. And I know it's going to help everyone out there listening as well. But we'd love to stay in touch with you and everything you're doing at Standout Authority. So please share with us where can we connect with you, uh, build connection and relationship with you and everything you're doing at the company. Well, thank you so much for having me, ladies. I absolutely love what you're doing here. Keep going. Keep it up. I absolutely love it. Um, Rachel B. Lee, uh, all of my handles cross everything is the Rachel B. Lee. Uh, I'd love to get that personalized LinkedIn connection. Hey, I listen to you with Kathy and Erica. You yeah, know, like yeah. I love that. <laughs> um, that's the best kind of message to get but also I'm on Instagram and Facebook and Twitter. Those are probably the ones where I check the most often and then standoutauthority.com. And then you guys, ladies, will put um, that headline analyzer we talked about, which would be a cool little way to support people. But thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. Thank you for joining us and go connect with Rachel, especially if this episode resonated with you, she shares some amazing content online, but yes, Rachel, thank you so much for sharing your time and your insights with us today. It was such a pleasure. Thanks ladies.
Okay, that's all for this week's episode. Thank you so much again for tuning in. And I know we say this every week, but we really would love it if you'd subscribe, rate, and leave a review on your favorite podcast platform. That helps us so much. And as always, check out all things Marketing Happy Hour by visiting marketinghappyhr.com or following us on Instagram at marketinghappyhr. Catch you next week. excited to share that our first ever free marketing happy hour digital resource is now available. Download the dream career game plan today at marketinghappyhr.com forward slash freebie. That's marketinghappyhr.com forward slash freebie. This five-step workbook will guide you through defining your goals, building your network, diversifying your skills, influencing where you're at and investing in your growth. Cassie and I created this resource with marketing careers in mind, but the framework can be applied to any industry. Our hope is that this workbook will help you truly elevate your career, whether you're in the market for a new position or just looking to make your mark in your current organization. No matter where this resource finds you, we are cheering you on every step of the way. So go check it out at marketinghappyhr.com forward slash freebie to download and make your career dreams come true.